Hello, hello, party people. I hope you are ready for a good time. This is Black Sky Legion episode 97, Zero Prep episode 2, the one where we're all playing New World Beta. Sunday, September 12th, 2021. How are you doing? I am your host, Kai Zen, and I am sipping on a dragon's milk and taking it nice and chill as we speak. I gotta say, I went a little too hard on the Friday show and got a little sloppy and slurry, so I'm gonna tune it back just a little bit with that. But there's always uh, room for a nice dragon's milk to uh, enjoy. Ben is not with us tonight. He's got a massively sore throat. He said he may pop in at some point, but he can't be expected to say too much because after about eight or nine words, it sounds like he is coughing up razor blades, which does not sound pleasant. But we've got Suverine with us. I told you guys last week, Ben and Suv are like fucking Superman and Clark Kent. You never see the two of them in the same place. I'm starting to think they're the same person throwing their voice. Suv. <laughs> Say hi to the beautiful people and tell us what you're drinking. Hello, I exist. Uh, I am drinking a cider and it's delicious. We've been uh, away for the weekend um, visiting my family and we got back earlier this evening and it is very nice to be back in my own space. Very nice, very nice. A cider drink. Okay, that's legit. That's legit. And also we've got joining us, filling in uh, from the panel, we have Wolf Dragon. Say hi, Wolf. Hello, hello. I'm taking it easy. I have coffee with some 6 and 20 Carolina cream. It is delicious. Oh, yes, that stuff is very, very good. Wolf will be with us for as much as he can. Anyone who knows the show, is fan, longtime fan of the show, knows Wolf has variable internet. And today has been interesting. So he'll be with us as much as he can. And, uh... It's just going to be a relaxed show. We're going to hang out. We're going to talk about all sorts of things. But who are we kidding? We're going to talk about New World. Um, let's first start off, though, with what everybody's been doing. Uh, Sue, gaming this week. I know you said you just went on a family trip. But before that, gaming this week. I have been... Uh, I am taking a break from um, space games. I am completely off the boil with space games at the moment okay. uh, which is annoying because uh because th this is this was a really bad week to not play star citizen mm. um but i didn't play it nonetheless and um uh i think it's because i uh, i've periodically for the last three or four years i've been in a complete love affair with uh total war warhammer and i've got a, a few friends who really get into it as well and we sort of we sort of um as soon as one of us comes off the boil on that Mm. The other one will be like, oh, my God, have you seen they're bringing, they're, they're bringing us the ogres? And, and then everyone else will be like, ah, amazing. We'll get into it again. So um, I've been, uh, a friend and I have been doing a couple of co-op campaign, uh, campaigns in that. And, uh, and I've been doing, uh, I did a, a Wood Elf campaign. And before that, I did a, an Empire campaign with Balthazar Gelt. For those of you who know who that is. Um, and, uh, and it's been brilliant. Really, really good some some absolutely phenomenal gaming moments that only that game can provide um and as well as that i've been uh i got an email last weekend saying that banished which is a uh, a little indie hmm. city building title from my wish list um was on sale for the first time in ages uh and it was it was i tend to i've got something like 60 games on my wish list and most of them i most of them i 
barely remember what they are and, and <laughs> nearly all of them the philosophy is you know if they get if they get deep discounted by like 60 60 percent or 70 percent or something then i'll pick them up but otherwise i probably won't and uh, and actually there's some stuff that really ought to come off there because something like Warhammer 40k Mechanicus has been on there for about three years and it's frequently <laughs> discounted to about three quid and I still never buy it so it sort of begs the question of what the hell the wish list is for in that scenario but um but anyway I um I picked up Banished and I quickly googled to find out what the hell it was and why I wished it wishlisted it mm. and it's a uh it's a little uh city builder made by one dev um a little bit like it sort of um, reminds me a bit of RimWorld uh, in in terms of like the development process and the following it has and uh, the fact that it's from one person um, and it's sort of it's kind of like a bit of a cross between something like City Skylines or uh, Anno and something like RimWorld or Dwarf Fortress in that it's ostensibly about building a little town and placing placing your houses and uh, and all the um, your town hall and the logging hut and all the all the different things that people need mm. so far so familiar but it, it's also um it, one it's very hard like something like Rimworld or dwarf fortress um and it's also uh it's much more about your citizens lives so they, they're all they've all got names they've all got families the game knows where they live it knows what their relationships are to each other it knows their emotional state and whether Oof. their needs are being met and all that sort of thing so it's Oof. not just about it's not just a builder it's also like a a little society manager. Um, That's and, a lot of pressure. Um, That's a lot of pressure. So, <laughs> so your your little one of your little fucking e guys gets his heart broken because you know he asks out somebody to the prom and she says no, and now you got to figure out how to fix that shit. Wow. Yeah. I, well, to be honest, the problems are less. Oh, he looks a bit sad, and more. Oh shit! Sixty of them have just died. Ah, okay. That's more tangible. That's more something you could deal with. Okay. Yeah, like, for example, um, oh, fuck, I haven't built... Uh, winter is coming. They don't have enough firewood. Oh, shit, they've all frozen to death. It's that, it's that kind of thing. Um, mm. It's surprising. Like, it looks really charming. It's, it's a really cute, charming game with really lovely graphics and lovely effects. Mm. Like, for example, dustings of snow in winter and, um, and autumn, like, sort of yellow and red trees in, in autumn and all that sort of thing. Uh, and it's got... Um, I don't think it's got a day-night cycle, but it's got a seasonal cycle. Uh, and it's very, very pretty in that kind of quite stylized way, uh, which means that it probably won't date particularly badly. Um, but it's, but despite the cutesy looks, it's it's actually really quite punishingly difficult, and um, uh, and things go things go wrong very quickly in a mm. way you can't in a way that's difficult to foresee. Uh, and I've just been I've, I've been absolutely captivated by it. Anytime, um, anytime and... I hear "Oh shit, winter is coming," I think, "Oh, this is going to get really bad in season eight. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it might. This show might get really bad in season eight. Who knows? Fair. Uh, and um, uh, so I then I then sort of thought, well, this is brilliant. How many more games are there like this? And I I, I sort of I, I started looking into it because okay. um, I've had a fair bit of time on the train this weekend, um, and also my parents, uh, my family love watching TV and things, which I tend not to. So there's a fair bit of time to kill when I go visit my family, and uh, and it turns out that millions of them there are so many there's there's going medieval which is like basically a 3d reskinned medieval rim world mm. there's uh there's medieval dynasty which is basically the whole thing but from first person perspective which is, looks incredible there's foundation which is uh probably the best of the bunch which is basically the same there's founder's fortune which is the same there's uh there's 
uh, what's the uh, Goblins of Elderstone, which is the same thing, but your little dudes are green. Hmm. Um, oh my god, there's, there's, there's so many of them. Oh, there's one called Patron, which is the same. Like there, there, there are literally something like ten of these games that have all been released in the last five years. They're all basically the same and really, really good. So, long story short, I'm actually <laughs> a little bit scared as to where my free time's going to go in the next uh, in the next few months. But my um my my enthusiasms for games tend to I, I tend to major on something for a little while and mm-hmm. then and then kind of get bored of it and then uh move on to something else for a, a little bit and i think these games will probably tide me over until new world releases but i i think i will definitely be playing a lot of that by the end of this month sure i mean you've only got a couple of weeks so it's not long to mm-hmm. wait all right yeah, exactly. and and uh wolf I'm going to wait to ask you about, you know, what you've been playing this week because I think you and I are about to go deep on it together here. So um, let's just hop right into things. Uh, As you guys know, the point of this show is we talk about, you know, the New World MMO, space sims, space games, sci-fi, movies, TV, books, real space news, general gaming, nerd shit, anything else that we feel like. So... We're going to be all over the place, and, and you know, it, it, it's just going to be an unscripted conversation, couple of bullet head, bullet point notes, whatever, and then just it goes everywhere. So I hope that you guys enjoy. Our opening song was Golden Brown by the Dave Brubeck Trio. Uh, we've got a link in the show notes to it for you. Our closing song is going to be San Luis by Gregory Allen Isakoff. Again, link is in the show notes. First topic that's listed here. Star Wars Star Wars Kotor remake announced. Who's got feels on this? Hop in, guys. Uh I did have feels because I didn't play the original. I got into PC gaming too late. I didn't play the original and I was like, oh my god, it's modern production values. This is gonna be brilliant. I'll play it to death. Uh and then I discovered that it wasn't actually Bioware doing it and it's not coming to PC, so it's pretty much irrelevant to my life. Hmm. You had almost feels. You yeah, had, yeah. You, I, 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 had, I had, I had slight feels that were then immediately dashed. Dashed feels. Bummer, bummer, bummer. Okay. And does anybody, while we're on the subject, to feel you have anything on that one, Wolf? Or you're like, meh. It, it was whatever. It was not enough to. Isn't that the one where they made everyone a Jedi because people bitched? No, that was Star Wars Galaxies. Um, okay, and you can see how well I followed that. <laughs> Star Wars Galaxies was a fantastic masterpiece that they then um, didn't have the courage of their convictions to stick with their thing, and they caved in, gave in to the whiners. And because there was a, it was a quest list. There was like a quest to become a Jedi, and it took you like a year of IRL, you know, playing several days a week for many hours to get through the quest line to become a Jedi. And then they were like, you know what? People are complaining that it's too hard here. And then they put out an expansion where it was just like, okay, you click the button in character generation to say, I want to be a Jedi. And they're like, you're a Jedi. And it was like, oh, you just shit on your player base so hard. Yeah, they really, they really screwed that up. I think Ben was probably there for, uh, I gather that he was there for, um, that the first time round, I I didn't play it. I only heard about it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So there's that. I didn't have much feels on it. I love Kotor. So a remake of Kotor. Okay, interested. And then much like Suv, when you look into it and find out, like, oh, this is a cash grab. 
Oh, sad day. Uh, I, I, I reserve the right to take back that opinion and call myself a stupid asshole. If it turns out that later when we get to the point where we see stuff, it's like, oh no, this looks legit. But as it stands now, I am preemptively unimpressed. You can change my mind if you show me something worthwhile. I think Sue's probably in the same spot on that, yeah? Well, I mean, I'm not going to buy a PlayStation for it. Yeah, true too. That's that's also true. All if right. They it, if they port it to PC and the production values are really good and it's a good port, then I'll definitely buy it because I didn't play the first one. And to be honest, this sounds... This sounds really, um, this sounds, I don't know what the word is, like mercenary or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. This sounds quite bad, but I, I'm so used to graphics in the, from the last sort of five or six years. I don't, I don't play absolutely bleeding edge games, but I play games released in the last sort of five or six years. I'm not sure I could go back to KOTOR and, and enjoy it with the graphics as they were at, in 2003 or whatever. Yeah, I'm seeing Ben um, in chat. KOTOR 1 and 2 were both very good, as was SWOTOR. Sorry, Ben. We're not reading what you say in the chat out loud, so you're going to have to join the channel and speak up, son. <laughs> he can't. He's ill. Leave the man alone. <laughs> ah, fair, fair. All right. Uh, yeah. So, yes, KOTOR was great. What 2 was was less great, but, but still great. SWOTOR was really cool. And and still is still is you, you got to say that, um, yeah. So okay. Uh, can, I, um, can I quickly? I know we talked earlier about not addressing chat, but um, Manganiacs just asked a question about New World, which it would probably be, which I could answer by doing lots of typing, or I could sure answer now. Sure. But yeah, Swotor is good. Bye, <laughs> twat. Isn't it past your bedtime, Granddad? And he dropped. All right. So you were going to address that in New World issue. Yeah, so it does have lots of mining and harvesting. New, sorry, Mangania has just said in chat, yeah, like, doesn't New World have a lot of uh, mining and harvesting? Uh, and do you do it all for equipment? Um, the answer to that is definitely yes. There, there is loads of, I think, I don't, I mean, I, I'm actually probably not the best person to ask about this. Kai would be better informed to, to uh, opine on this. But my, my, what I gather is that most fantasy MMOs have a crafting element, but it's mm -hmm. not intrinsic to the game loop. It's something that you can just do if you want to. Mm -hmm. um, Whereas New World is, because they started off developing it as a full loot PvP game in which everything in the in the environment is usable in the same way that it is in something like Ark, um, the uh, crafting and harvesting is really baked into the core of the game. And when they pivoted to turning it into a, um, a, a sort of PV, a, a, like a mixed PvE PvP game, which is broadly what it is now, um, about 18 months or two years ago, they... Um, they kept the, the the fundaments the same, whereby you know every tree can be chopped, every um, every animal yields some usable resource when you hunt it, that kind of thing. Um, and uh, basically, you the, the the kind of core loop is you go out into the into the environment and you know hunt deer or birds or whatever for for um, for food and um, stuff to make ammunition. Um, and you make your health potions out of stuff you um, you harvest from the environment, and you can uh, you can craft a little camp so that you've got somewhere to respawn out in the countryside. And then when you're equipped by doing that stuff, then you go on raids and things with your mates, um, and uh, and that um, and all the other territory control stuff that comes with it. Um, you don't have to do it; it's not completely essential. Like you can you can if you want to, you can um, just buy the stuff you need off the player market. But for most players, especially solo players, 
the the game it's crafting and stuff is not a separate kind of mini game that is tacked on for for a change like it's really it's really baked into the core experience um and it's and i, I doubt i think most players will probably engage in it but um the other thing to mention is that if you're put off by that stuff it it's definitely worth giving it a try especially during this free beta because the it, i've never i've never done all that stuff in a game and it be so satisfying like the sound design and the environments so it's just a nice place to be to do things like gathering and harvesting and stuff so yes all of that stuff is in the game it is also all entirely skippable you can just go out and do pvp do grinding do dungeons do whatever you know like pve content uh and make money and then buy the stuff off of the board it's all available there for you to buy also you can do missions for your faction and then buy faction gear these are all viable options um i think the way i describe new world is that it's a pvx game uh and, and the x, stand for? x means like player versus kai's ex-girlfriends players versus anything player versus x like so so what we've seen before in games and we're going to get to new world in just a bit but just to sort of elaborate um we've seen pve games that are just pve we've seen pvp games that are just pvp we've seen a little bit of pve games where they have attacked on sort of bullshit well actually we've seen a lot of PvE games with a tacked-on sort of bullshit half-ass PvP loop that's very uninspiring and unsatisfying. We've seen PvP games that have a joke of PvE content added to it where it's whatever. In this game, they literally pulled the game back when they decided they were going to change it from a hardcore, full-loot, PvP, full-world open game to what it is now which is a pvx like it's it's pv you know player versus player and player versus environment equally at the same time neither one of these loops is half-assed they're both fully fleshed out when they did that they pulled the game back for like two years and really put effort into making it true making it real um so yeah, that is it, it, it. That's sort of the nature of the game. Crafting is intrinsic to it. You can choose not to if you choose if you choose not to. And I want to just call out something that uh, Gamers Cafe, who's in the chat, said earlier today. Literally, he hopped into the beta and was trying it for the first time, and he was like, "Holy shit!" He looked up. He's like, "Holy shit! Those trees—they're swaying in the wind." And I was like, yeah, and listen to it. You can actually hear them sway. You can hear the creaks of the of the wood of the tree swaying in the wind. And it was, I think, a pretty sublime moment. So, yes. All right. Um, I bit the bullet. I'm downloading the playtest. All right. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do the new player experience for the like eighth time. <laughs> so well, I've, it's gonna um, be different though because they've done a lot of rebalancing. So. Yeah rebalancing yeah but the meat and potatoes of the first four hours is likely to be the same right they haven't they haven't rejigged the quest lines and all that sort of thing no they've done rebalancing not just classes with each other but mob health and also 
like the, the 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 town boards are a lot weaker than they were before teleporting is a little bit different the the death travel oh, cool yeah yeah nice. there's, there's right. re serious restructuring and rebalancing all right Fair enough. i've been uh, i for the benefit of listeners i've done every i've played uh, i'm a real advocate for new world as well as um like Kai. and um i've played every alpha and beta since probably for about a year and a half so i've i've played at least 3 alphas or betas um and uh, and i've done the i've done the new player experience at least four times nice. um and it's one of those it's one of those games where the 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 tutorial the sort of main the tutorial that blends into a main quest it, it takes like you've probably got to plow about four hours into it before you get to kind of pick your main group and and then kind of be let loose into the world to i mean you can be let loose into the world to do your own thing immediately but like you you probably have to play about four hours before you before you have every everything unlocked that's that's useful and and can really sort of enjoy it properly. And I reckon I've done those four hours about four times now. So I was I was kind of I was kind of putting. I thought when this open beta was announced, I was like, Do you know what, I've I've done it enough. I think I'll I think I'll pass. But uh, hearing you guys talk about it has made me want to jump in. So I'm down it's, it now. So it's also a little bit different now. They made levels one to ten faster. Uh, levels ten to twenty about the same speed levels 20 to 30 a little faster and then level 30 up slower so they've they've they yeah, did okay. some tweaking of the feeling they wanted you to sort of dig in and feel the power and get invested quicker and i think those, those were good choices all right next yeah. top next topic we got cig contractor turbulent accidentally tweeted a leak today of a possible 3.15 release date of October 22nd. That's two weeks after SitCon, which is a huge, like, holy shit. Cause everybody was saying, oh, well, for sure it's gonna drop before SitCon. And I, it, I, didn't, I never thought that <clears throat> it would drop before CitizenCon. It would, the the, the time difference between 3.14 and 3.5, 3.15 would have been way smaller than it usually is, I think. Okay. Well, so. The tweet was put out in French. <clears throat> it was put out of, uh, a, a, and we have a link in the show notes to, you can see the screenshot of it. Basically, um, it, it was uh, as part of, what is that, game day? Uh, today is part of National Video Game Day. We're highlighting the prominent delivery of hospitals in an effort to include space where players can go when injured. Hospital spaces such as the Orison exam room pictured here will be unlocked in Alpha 3.15 update on October 22nd. And don't forget about the annual SitCon 2951 event on October 9th, where several long-awaited features will be added to Space Simulation game. Congratulations for the team for the amazing achievement, yada, yada, yada. And then a couple hours later, that was followed by a tweet saying, we're very sorry, we may have accidentally uh, given out some information which may or may not be correct, do not count on it. They very pointedly didn't say it's wrong. They just said you can't yeah, count on it. If if you leak, just don't say anything. Don't, don't apologizing is all you do by apologizing is confirm it. Yeah. So <clears throat> so there's that. I think make of it what you will. Does anybody have anything other than what 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 uh, what uh, Suv just shared? Uh, Wolf, do you have any feelings on this? thought that the idea that they were going to have 315 out in time for sitcom was going to be sporty at best i maybe maybe they're playing a little bit of a uh uh 
hype tempered game. It's like, look, it's not gonna be ready, but we're gonna have some fun shit to show you, and we're gonna, you know, it's still gonna be a sitcom talking about, you know, all the the stuff that they're gonna do. But like, they they busted their ass and got three one four going, and they had they had to go back and fix some stuff as they mm-hmm. always have to, and expecting them to come out with another big thing in that short a period of time. Uh, I'm reminded of of the the three part question: good, cheap, and quick. Pick yeah, two. yeah, pick exactly two. That. Yeah. Also, uh, I think there might be it, it. It's not a terrible thing to have the release date trailed, even if the release date is later than we were expecting. Because yep. if you think if you think about it psychologically, if CitizenCon arrived and there'd been no word about three point one five at all, yep. The air the air going into CitizenCon would be well, where the fuck is three point one five? Whereas if it's been, if we know that it's going to come later and we've already had that broken now, then nobody will be going in with, nobody will be going in in sort of, you know, like annoyed puzzlement in, for CitizenCon. And, and it, it'll be, you know, that, 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 that will have already been addressed and, it, and people will know when to expect 3.15 and it won't be the elephant in the room, if that makes sense. I actually made the exact same statement earlier today when I first was brought this was brought to my attention i said you know it absolutely could be an accidental leak it could be a whoops somebody screwed up or it could also be a preemptive release valve to let so because the hype train builds and builds and builds and even if you didn't do anything wrong or say anything people you know get pissy whereas now with this if it let's just say on a just a dumb theory it's you know, no proof. What if it was intentional to sort of let the let, let the pressure off? Now, as you just said, everyone goes into sitcom going, "Yeah, okay, we don't have it yet, but we kind of heard that a month ago." And any 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 anger or frustration or "Are you kidding me?" that already was expended a month ago, and now everybody's just like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> my my wife works for the um uh, as a civil servant and works for the um our UK um, sort of finance ministry. And uh, apparently those guys leak stuff to the press all the time to manage expectations. Um, so like if they're thinking of, if they're thinking of doing something that might be controversial, they'll leak it to the press and then see what people say. And if the response from the public and the press is really negative, then they just say, Oh no, that was a rumor. That's that, that we, we were never going to do that. And if if the response is positive, and if people don't mind too much, then they think, yeah, okay, it's safe to go ahead. We can make an official announcement. <laughs> uh, tax dollars hard at work. All right, <laughs> <clears throat> all right. I've already put the link in the show notes for the Kotor remake and uh, the thing about the you know accidental, maybe maybe not uh, leak uh, in the show notes uh, live rather, so people seeing live can can see what those are about. They will be in the show notes though for you to see after the fact. Next topic, we've got China wants to build a mega ship over a kilometer long. They're saying that by the time this thing is done, it's going to be close to a mile long. It's going to be a massive, ultra-long mega ship, yada, yada, yada. Now, let's be clear about this. I can declare that I'm doing the same thing tomorrow and somebody can write an article about it. That don't make it so. But, like, so, like, this is super early days of planning, but... When you get right down to it, the brass tacks of the matter is that, and I'm not trying to get political here because I am, A, I don't care about politics. I think it all sucks. And B, 
I am definitely not a fan of communism. But when it comes to a huge, massive mega projects, like even if you play the game Civilization, like communist governments have an advantage on building big projects and they do in real life because it's like they own all the shit. They own everything. They could literally just say, nope, we're doing this now because we said so. Whereas capitalist governments and democracies and whatever, other people are like, screw you. I want, you know, tax breaks and I want, I want, I want subsidies and I want this and I want that. But, and you can't build that because that's over our home, and you can't build that because of the environmental lobby and all that sort of thing. But Authoritarian China, governments have, are able to do big stuff like that far easier. Than China is big ballers. Countries. They're launching rockets into space and saying, we don't even know where it's going to land, and fuck it. They had the, the, their last big rocket launch that was the Long March 5 rocket as part of the, the space station thing they're building. It landed on a highway in China, on a road in China. It was just, it just literally crashed down in the middle of a road. Now, thankfully, no one got hurt. But like, you couldn't do that as in a democracy. America can't launch rockets and go, fuck it. It'll land wherever it lands. Like China has the ability to do some big shit like this. So early stages or not, fucking pie in the sky or not, it begs the question like, hmm, you think they could really do it? Guys, hop in on this. I think they can I mean, do it. I mean, even even the Cosmodrome in Baikonur mm-hmm. is out in the middle of no damn where. Yep. And there's been a couple incidents where the rural town had a chunk of a <clears throat> failed rocket fall on it. But they put that shit in. Months. They put but, that shit in Kazakhstan for a reason. They don't give a yeah, fuck. They they put it away from as much as stuff as they could. Without, say, well, you know, where's the only place in Russia that really has nothing? Go up to the top and shoot them off that way over the ocean. Well, it's, then you start dealing with the fact that everything's so damn cold all the time. You create your own engineering nightmares. Mm. Okay. Um, I This is this is the first I've heard about the um, the China megaship thing. I, I suppose my only comment would be that everything's political um, to do with national space programs. Sure. Um, I, don't, I, I don't think it's possible to view something like this through anything other than the prism of politics um mm. and uh and as such i think there's there's probably uh i i would wonder whether they would have felt the need to announce this or plan this had nasa re- fairly recently announced that they wanted to build a moon base mm. well china's building one of those as well china and russia together are it are, are building both a space station and a permanent moon base yeah I think my, my main concern about this is that there's no international consensus on what to do with space debris. Um, it's becoming increasingly, like a lot of you will know a lot more about this than I do, I'm sure. But um, it's becoming increasingly clear that the way you deal with um, collisions in space is really important. Because if two bits of space de- debris collide and shatter into lots of pieces, those pieces will all still be in orbit for many many years mm-hmm. and the speeds at which they orbit mean that if they if they collide with a, a spaceship a, a spacecraft or something or a satellite or something they can completely total it which creates even more space debris domino um, effect well, yeah this, I'll, I'll tell this... you what's going to happen if the kessler syndrome kicks in whoever started it that's going to be something that ignites a huge conflict well, to be fought by i totally agree My, let's let's keep yeah, in mind totally there have agree. already been two collisions so far yeah, I, I, what I was, yeah, what I was going to go on to say is that I don't think Russia and China have um, uh, 
I'm not sure how much uh, I'm not sure how much international agreement there is over how to deal with um, impacts in space and what and and uh, you know what safe distances are and what mm-hmm. right, correct protocols and things are. So I imagine that there's the, the room for lots and lots of accidents, if that makes sense. I mean, Russia. Uh, sorry, China already got sued years ago. They had a rocket again because they launch stuff and they're like, "Hey, man, most of the world's water. It'll probably be fine." Uh, <laughs> Like legit, that's how they they're like YOLO. Let's see, they got sued. Uh, I think was it Africa? Was it in Kenya or Nairobi? It was, it was someplace in Africa already years ago. A, a Chinese rocket landed and it like destroyed part of a guy's house and like he had like a goat farm or some shit and it like, you know, destroyed some of his property and whatever. And they just mm. literally were like, okay, yeah, sue us. It's cheaper to pay the settlement than to try to figure yeah. with this problem. Because, yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think... Um, did China actually pay out on that one? They did. They did. Because that's They're surprising. Only, here's, no, here's why. Said, yeah, nope, no. nope, no. Here's why they did. Because at the time, they were involved in about 40 different contracts to buy up massive amounts of raw materials, resources, and land in in. Uh, in africa okay that makes more sense. over the last 20 years china has been building up has been buying natural resources and 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 mineral rights and all kinds of stuff from africa and australia like it's like it's a a land rush man they've been going at it so they did they paid up but for a reason um and yeah i i I agree. It's it's the whole thing is is super super weird and and the fact of the matter is is like it's a it's a domino effect and it's a big question mark of it's one of those situations where everything's cool until it's not and then everyone will after the fact go, "Well, of course it's whatever. Why didn't you?" But that's like with everything else, man. Nobody Nobody says put a big fucking lock off, fuck off lock on the door of all of the planes until after 9-11. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, it's yeah, one of those yeah. deals where after the fact, every it's easy for everyone to claim, oh, this makes total sense. But before, yeah, yeah it's a completely it's a completely new frontier as well. If, if, if China and Russia are ferrying stuff up to build their space station and NASA are doing the same for their moon base, that's that's. Uh, the, those those countries view that those alliances view view each other as hostile foreign powers already, and those, there are no there are no norms over how to how to um, interact in space. It's you know it's a complete it's a completely untested frontier. So yeah, they treat that um, shit like the golden rule. He who has the gold makes the fucking rules. Yes, exactly. All right. Next uh, uh, thing uh, on the agenda is. Did you guys see there was a leak and it was really bizarre because it was only like you had to get get it from India. But there was a leak of the Matrix, the next Matrix movie, they're, how they're going to do like, oh, a fourth Matrix movie and whatever. Oh, God, there yeah. was a leak of it, but you had to get it from India. And people are like, holy shit, because it, it does look cool. Did you guys have any feelings or thoughts? I, I'm generally really, uh, I don't know, like, I'm, my attitude with these sort of reboots and remakes and things is, uh, I'm, 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 a, I'm a pessimist by nature generally, because um, if you're a pessimist, you're never disappointed. Mm. Um, so I, I tend to assume that these things will be shit. I, ju- um, I just want to be clear, and- it's not a rebake, re- 
rebuilt. No, I know, I know, I know. It's the fourth one, and so I, I know, but it's still sure. bringing a load of middle-aged cast back to to make a film that was really quintessentially nineties. And Fair. I don't know. I, 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 I'm just going to expect it to be shit because um, because why not? And uh, and I'm not sure. Like the, I don't know. The, the Matrix was so of its time. I I, I don't really need this to be made. I, I thought I thought it was. Um, you know, con- contrast that with something like Dune, which has never had a really brilliant film adaption to really do the novel justice, which I am pretty excited about because the early reports are good. Uh, I don't know if, if if the new Matrix film is good and still feels urgent and and important uh, and it's really entertaining. They're brilliant. I'll be really thrilled. But mm. I'm um, I'm not. Uh, I ha- I haven't heard wonderful things, and I'm not uh, holding out hope for it. I guess. Wolf. So. I watched the the first uh, video that got released, and I, I'm guessing we're not talking, like, we're not censoring spoilers, right? And it, say whatever. All right, so in the first one, you watch the whole thing. It's much longer. Then you can watch the Warner Brothers India thing, and there's some more footage in that that the, the two go hand in hand. So where I had, you know, my eyebrow raise up and be like, uh, what the hell's going on? Like, there's some clips that you can you know, in your mind, put into the first one from the from the Indian one, because, you know, it's all in English, so I don't, it, it's odd. I was expecting, oh, they're going to Well, to be clear, talking. to be but, clear, the national language of India is English. Okay. News for me. Um, I don't know. But the thing I thought was weird is like, okay, here we are, and now I'm seeing Keanu Reeves, and he's aged, because of course he's aged. All right, so is he? Is it supposed to be like the one is always looking like Keanu Reeves? Well, that's interesting. And then we see Trinity, mm-hmm. and it's apparent they're both still in the Matrix. I don't know how Trinity is in the Matrix, considering she had that giant spike impaled well, on her when they crashed. I, I mean, okay. the Matrix is the Matrix. You could, I mean, it's literally there. The the premise of it is it's a video game, so you can get. Re, whatever, yeah, yeah. yeah she could have. Can... She could have been an agent. All right, that that hurts. We just brain. fucked with your head. Yeah, it just <laughs> fucked with my head. I, either way, what they're leading up to is somehow you have Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss reprising their characters. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Um, and then we have somebody who looks like Morpheus minus twenty-five years. Interesting casting choice. Um, I I see a lot of questions that need to be resolved for the how long before I can <laughs> start to consider the why of the movie that will be, you know, watching so you're it like, and trying to enjoy it for what it is. So you're like A plus 30 years, okay. B plus 30 years, okay. C, same age. What? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, also. I've heard that it's, um, Go I've heard that it, it's, I, I heard a rumor that it was uh, canonically um, took it, the video game into account, and like a lot of the a lot of the choices as to what characters are up to and stuff will be informed as much by the video game as they were by the films. Which is, if true, that would be really interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Could be scary. Could be horrible. Could be cool. Uh, I wanted to point out, Suv, just because I don't know if you've really met. I mean, I know you've met briefly Wolf, but I don't know if you've met met Wolf. Uh, earlier when we were talking about the NASA stuff and the and the collisions and whatnot, Wolf now 
is a contractor for the Navy that handles, uh, he's an engineer that handles like design aeronautical engineering stuff for the Navy. His last nice. job was he was an engineer for NASA working on yeah. space shuttles and various stuff. So I just thought I would b bring that into the whole, you know, whatever. And I, I realize I'm bringing it up way late, but whatever. That will, that will help me. That will, that will prevent me, hopefully, prob probably not completely prevent me from making a to total tit out of myself, but it might give it it'll four forewarn me a little bit. I mean, it's a better chance of not making a tit out of myself. It's never I'm stopped me, but. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, I'll give you all the rope you want before you jump off the cliff. Wow. Wow. <laughs> all right. So, all right. The, the Matrix stuff, that takes us to the next thing I wanted to talk about this week, which is Nomansky. Expedition 3 launched, which is really, really good. I played it for like a day and a half before I just threw everything out the window to play New World. Um, and in that time, it was fun. Previous to it dropping... I played the hell out of Nomansky uh, Frontiers update, not the expedition portion, in which I got a settlement, became a vengeful god of a bunch of little Korvaxes on a planet, but still kind of was, I'm like, I was a, I, I think I was a, 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 a magnanimous god. I, I wanted them to do well. I gave them holidays every time they asked for it. I, um... You know, I, I, I tried to be nice, but sometimes I lost my patience. You know, shit happens. Um, have either of you played either the Frontiers update and or Expedition 3? And if so, and even if you haven't, just from what you've seen, what you've heard, what, what do you think? I think we'll get best on this one. I have not done a whole lot with the Frontiers expansion. I've just still been playing the early game the quote-unquote early game stuff i'm working my way through artemis and atlas and all that and having a grand old time um i did go over to your planet and i put down a base so that i can get back to black sky prime to do some fun stuff after i get done with the early game things uh and i haven't done anything really much with the expedition other than keeping track of like here's the basic gist what what it is um, seeing all the different patches coming through, I'm kind of waiting for them to get done with that to get the kind of the breaking bugs out of the way. It's pretty so good now. Just do it through and enjoy it. And I think we're planning on doing that as a group, right? It's pretty good now. It's it's running well. It was it was rough when it first launched, but they're like five patches in, and it's pretty good now. Um, yeah, was, it, was Frontiers very buggy when it first launched? Very buggy. Even more buggy than usual. But right. I played the hell out of it. And this is week two of it. You know, it dropped last week. And it's now way... It's it's now pretty damn good. Pretty damn decent. And to answer your question, Wolf, yes, we're planning on some point this week and for sure next weekend hopping in and doing some Expedition 3 together. The, the, the Black Sky Legion crew. And of course, Souverain is welcome to come. Probably will. Uh, my my attitude to so so frontiers is something that I really wanted for um for, for No Man's Sky for I I've wanted settlements in No Man's Sky for ages. It's one of the things that I've often my my main criticism of No Man's Sky is that um or Nomansky is that it's uh it's a theme park which, which doesn't doesn't 
make any effort to persuade you that it's a real that it's a living breathing world it's uh i feel like i feel like hello games's attitude with it is they they don't want you to forget at any moment that you're playing a video game they don't they don't make any effort to persuade you that this is a real world with real civilizations and and stuff and um and it, it's there are no rpg elements to it at all and i wish there were um so part of that has always been settlements for me i've always wanted the the races to have cities i've wanted to land on a planet and crest a hill and see a city below me and it to be recognizably Corvax and for me to say oh that's that's a Corvax city because i recognize the architecture and there they are going about their business and there's there are some in their homes and all that sort of thing um and um i like games that i like games that i can forget that i'm playing them and that they can briefly immerse me because they they make it they cast the illusion of just getting on with their own stuff without the player's input games that constantly remind you that you're the chosen one that you're the player that everything's there for your benefit and if it wasn't for you none of this would be happening is it's not immersive it's not it's not escapist um and i've always felt like no man's sky makes that makes that error it it constantly seeks to remind me that i'm just a player playing a video game whereas something like something like elite dangerous or um or uh, like fantasy rpgs like um skyrim for example another one of my all-time classic favorites um you know those game worlds are uh, feel alive and yeah okay they're they're janky in different ways but they they do um they do the skyrim more so probably you know the the it does make an effort and the elder scrolls in general those, those games do make an effort to persuade you that this game world is real and that the npcs have their own lives and that the, you know the game doesn't need your presence to get on with its own thing and no man's sky's never done that and it's always really irked me i sort of feel like saying this game is incredible why don't you why don't why don't you let me get immersed in it why do you feel so why do you feel the need to keep proving that it's just a theme park um and I feel like the implementation of Frontiers kind of illustrates that philosophy on the part of Hello Games really eloquently. Because for me, cities in No Man's Sky is, a, is, is the opportunity to make it seem really immersive. At the moment, the, the NPCs are just gibbering, waving quest givers who just march about uselessly and don't have anything interesting to say. And they don't, you know, they all, they all inhabit the space stations that look the same and, and little little huts that look the same. And... There's no sense of it being uh, alive or um, or immersive at all, and I felt like Frontiers was an opportunity to change that, and it doesn't. I don't think um, it's it's still all about you. Uh, the all the all the um, the mechanisms to do with it are still all about you being the player. You know, you, you become the overseer. Everything's on you. The whole you know, you've got to settle these disputes. You've got to um, uh, you, you've got to sort of make it grow and all this kind of thing. And I I and I I would I actually wish that they'd just made really beautiful intricate clockwork pl- places where the NPCs just got on with their shit and 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 nothing was about you. That cuz that that's what that's the difference between a game that immerses you and a game that const- that you can't forget that you're playing. Um and um yeah, so I, I just I don't know, I just feel like it's a bit of a missed opportunity really. I just wish for no man's for for me to really love no man's sky i just really wish that um it they lent into the role playing elements a bit more so for example if you play as a gek you are a gek and your your reputation with the viking is impacted um and you don't get as many missions from them um and you already know loads of the gek language and you don't have to learn it from stones and stuff maybe you get discounts with 
with um, with Gek traders, that kind of thing. But no, No Man's Sky insists that if you play as a Gek, it's just a purely cosmetic thing that you can change instantly for free in a space station. Hmm. And it means absolutely nothing because they are absolutely intent on making sure that you never forget that you're just playing in a theme park. And it, it just really irks me. It annoys me. Like I feel like they do this with every update. They've got so many opportunities to make it this incredible, immersive universe that we could all just get lost in. And they just seem to not want to do it. Anyway, hmm. rant over. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll chime in with two things. One, uh, you're 100% right. And uh, two, you're 100% wrong. <laughs> It lit like I can see exactly where you're coming from, perfectly, and it. I, I agree with you on all of it. It would be awesome for all of that, but it is a sandbox theme park game. Have fun, do whatever you want, kind of thing. The here's a settlement where you show up and you can do stuff and interact with it. And it's more than what's available at the trading posts and, and whatnot or the space station. I, it would be awesome. Um, but then it doesn't answer the question of, well, I want to make my settlement. I want to leave my mark. I want to make this planet mine or me and my friends want to do it with like what we're doing on, on our planet. The answer. Por que no los dos? They can always put it in later. Yeah, yeah, to totally agree. I totally agree. I just feel like that the, the 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 problem, the reason that I've only got something like two hundred hours in No Man's Sky, and I've got far more in other games, is that um, is that every time I play it, I just feel like Hello Games constantly do everything they can to make me to keep reminding me that it's a video game, um, and that it's all just there for my benefit, and none of it would be. And, and that none of the player, none of the, you know, you can never, for a moment, you can never, ever get immersed at all. Um, and it just, yeah, it just irks me. But you're, you're totally right. There is, there's the opportunity for, you know, if, if when you go to the settlements, you know, you see the dude in his shop and then when the sun goes down, you see him leave and go back to his house. And then you, you go in and there he is at the bar ordering a drink and all that sort of thing. If, if they actually, they could make them living places that look like they just, that they tick along without, any, without the player's benefit. I just don't think that's the implementation they've gone for. The conflict resolution system, for example, you go into a little room and then two torso, two, two, two dudes be, beam in in holograms and then you're presented with some, some trite uh, conflict to resolve and then they disappear again. There's no stakes. You don't know who either of them are. I'm not even sure if the NPCs are persistent. I'm not even sure if you could then go find those two dudes around the settlement. It's just... That whole thing is con is still just, you know, it's that it's that what about gameplay question where de developers seem to feel the need that they don't seem to believe that players can appreciate anything that doesn't directly involve them clicking things, um, and it, it irks me a bit. I just I just wish they were immersive places that just looked like they they were real and um, and that the the NPCs didn't just wait on your every word if that makes sense. Hmm. Okay. Hi, what do you, what's your opinion of them? Uh, of the settlements or of like in what in what the implement way? the impl the implementation of the settlements, I guess. I will say this: I played the shit out of it, and I loved it. I didn't expect to. When there was all of the rumors about a month back on like what's it gonna be, what's it gonna be, what's it gonna be, I was dead set on 
you know in the story if you if you dig into some of the side story there's the whole thing about there's the weakness of the boundary between like the like this universe and some multiverse some alternate universe and they have those sideways gates that don't function yet that that are on those weird planets and they're just sort of there and you can't turn them on or do anything with and i was like yeah i was one of the people because there was a big speculation that we were going to get some big gem hadar style invasion of some alien race through the these weakened boundaries between our reality be, and the next awesome that'd and be so good i was super psyched for that and then when they were like and you're getting settlements i was like huh, okay like uh it's nice graphical updates yeah more saves yeah increasing the engine yeah we're gonna give you all this stuff yeah and we're giving you a settlement that you can be the fucking governor of a settlement you know and it's like basically sort of a a, a variation of the kingmaker uh campaign from from pathfinder yeah. where it's like yeah you can you now run this civilization this small town settlement you got to build it up and take care of your workers and give them resources and make good decisions and i was not into it i was like yeah whatever i can't explain it i really can't because i was expecting to not give a shit but the second that i claimed ownership of that settlement and these people were coming to me and asking for help and they were like we need you to build this we need a water tower and i don't know why i my settlement happens to be all corvax I have no clue why a settlement of robots needs water, but yeah. we're going to go with it, okay? And it, I... Water-cooled motherboards, that's why. I don't know why, but it shocked me how gripping it was for me. I was building stuff, and build, I was not expecting to like it. I was thinking that it was going to be very meh, and I wanted to get two to three hours of play of it, under my belt so that I could come on the show and just have a, like a, 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 an intelligent sort of opinion on like, yeah, it's okay. And you know, here's some of the details and whatever. I was shocked how much I liked it. And I ended up building my settlement. I built it as far as it would let me go. Like I, I, I went ham on it, like super hard. And how, how much different is the before and after image? Like how, how, how much can you build it? Oh, way different. Way, way, way different. So, number one, when I first started, it was an outcropping of, like, three buildings. Yeah. It is now, like, 20 buildings and, like, five spaceship landing pads and, like, other other stuff as well, other aspects to the, to the, to the, to the perimeter. Hmm. And then on top of that... You can incorporate, you can go to each of the buildings and you can sort of change stuff with the layout and, 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 and furniture and, and stuff to make it much, much different than what it is now. You can go ham on that. Oh. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah, fair enough. I, I, was, I was surprised how, how much it grabbed me. And extra- yeah, okay. I, I, maybe I need to give it more. Maybe I need to give it more um, opportunity. I mean, and here's the thing, though. Maybe you won't like it. Like, it's you know, everybody's got their own thing, man, and that's all good. If it, if it, if there is a feature of No Man's Sky that grabs you more than me, or me the more than you, so be it. 
but there's 17 free updates into this damn thing and they have like what haven't they added they've got stargates they've got mechs they've got ships or submarines they've got you know motorcycles and cars and hovercrafts and fleet carriers that you can that you pay no upkeep on that you can completely re uh you know engineer from the ground up to be anything you can change the floor plan and add floors and do anything you like they there's so much that they can afford to say if you're not into this this and this no problem there's derelict uh fleet carriers that are just out there that are like ghost stories of like survivals they're haunted by monsters and you got to figure out what went wrong and loot them there's so much that even if you don't like a dozen aspects of the game there's three dozen more to enjoy like pick what yeah. you like maybe some that is maybe, true that know? is true yeah my complaints with no man's sky are more pervasive than any single feature that, no i get it that, that my complaints with it are really about their design philosophy for everything you know i i was really excited when they introduced um character customization because i was like, oh brilliant you can we can be someone in this universe mm-hmm. but then they the way they've implemented it is no you can be a a tourist with a with a you know Skin. any head you like and it makes no difference to the your experience type thing i guess i just wish that no that no man's sky was a role-playing game basically i, just, I really wish it had more role-playing elements and so my my complaints with it are not a lack of content at all it's it's more the philosophy of how they implement stuff um i i i do think i do think it's an excellent game um and i think it's i just think it's a shame for me that i can't like it more as it is if that makes sense no i get it and 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 you're I'm not saying that you're wrong with regard to your criticism. It's a thing that you know some people love steak, some people love lobster, some people love chicken, some people are vegetarians and won't eat any of what I just said and they want a wheat locoche burrito because it's you know it's, it's it's a vegan or vegetarian option. Like personal taste is personal taste and you know Yep. I think yeah, I think you right. recognize that the game is good, but that doesn't mean for a moment that you have to like it. There's plenty of things yeah. that I recognize as good, but I don't like. So eh, I will defend I would I will defend No Man's Sky to to anybody because I think I think it's brilliant. But um uh and I I it's it's it's, a, it's not a it's it's not really a it's not really a shame for anybody else. It's more it's more a shame for me that I can't love it more with it as it is. Fair enough. All right. Let's hop into the next topic, which is New World. We're going to start right off the bat with a little video here for you people at home to enjoy. New World has started doing a series of, um, what do you call it, uh, lore videos that they put out. And they're like, here is this, here is that. And they pick a, a different thing to focus on. A group of... Or, or subheading of those videos is Tales of Eternum, and then Dash, and then X. So they have put out four different videos, one a week, where they focused on one of the classifications of sort of the monsters that you fight against, the different types that you fight against in Eternum, in the game. And this one, this week's, is about the Corrupted. Please to enjoy. Salutations! I am Dr. Theophrastus Bombastus, natural philosopher and keen observer of the world. Today we must discuss a rather dark subject that most would rather not dwell upon, 
Nonetheless, it affects the entirety of this land and all its denizens. I'm speaking, of course, of the great scourge of this land, the corruption. No one knows the origin of the corruption or when it first appeared. Some believe it's been here all along, biding its time to surface. Others say that it spawned from the inherent evil in humanity. I believe, however, that its emergence is linked to the former masters of Aeternum, the beings we call the Ancients. You may speak to my colleague William Heron to learn more about this mysterious race. Today, however, we will discuss the terrible force they seemingly unleashed. It is believed that the corruption came about as a result of the Ancients' experiments with Azoth. Given the miraculous and unpredictable power of this substance, I find this rather plausible. But was it knowingly or unwittingly? Whatever the case may be, the evidence shows that it was the corruption that destroyed the ancient civilization. And I dare say, if we're not careful, the same fate could await us. So, what is the corruption? Some say it's Azoth, twisted into a malevolent form. Others believe it is a parasite that ravenously feeds on Azoth. I suspect that it may not be of this earth. What is certain is that it invades living beings, turning them into the corrupted with the intent on spreading its influence. Over the last century, the corrupted have rallied around a nefarious figure known as the Tempest. Whether this entity originated on the island or was shipwrecked here is not known. And this brings me to an interesting point. Why does corruption trap us here? Was it always so, or could some other force be responsible for the storm wall? This would explain much. Any living creature can fall victim to this malevolent influence, but it appears that the dark side of human psyche makes us especially vulnerable. Rage, pride, greed, these are the things the corruption may be drawn to. Commonly, the corrupted will take the forms of humans, although twisted into sinister forms. Their only goal appears to be the complete subjugation of Aeternum's inhabitants. One should not hesitate to destroy these creatures, for they have long lost any connections to their humanity. You will know the corrupted by a crimson glow in their eyes and by their scarlet raiments. While savage and brutal, they are cunning warriors capable of tactical fighting and trickery. Be wary when facing them. Beasts may also become corrupted and help carry out the will of their dark masters. These ferocious creatures have no regard for their own lives and will not hesitate to rip you to pieces. But of all the forms of the corrupted, the most dangerous is their priests. These blasphemous clerics are the leaders of this hellish legion. They use dark magic to bend living beings to their will. If encountered, you must eliminate them as quickly as you can. Finally, I would be remiss not to mention the dangerous sorceress residing in Urban Scale Reach. Empress Zhou Tai Ying holds dominion over this fertile land, and she is steadily transforming it into a bastion for the corrupted. Without question, the Empress is one of the greatest threats we currently face. It is said that she amasses an army and a fleet of ships that are poised to launch a campaign across all of Aeternum. Someone will need to deal with this looming threat sooner rather than later. This will be one of the greatest battles anyone will face on Aeternum. 
so be sure you are fully prepared before undertaking this treacherous quest. So that, in essence, is the corruption. Its evil must be purged from this world, and it will require great champions to see this grim task done. But if there's one thing I have become quite good at during my time here, it's the ability to spot a great champion. Go forth, intrepid adventurer! Alright. So, yeah. That's that. Wolf messaged me. He had a problem with his internet, so he's going to try to relog and come back. But, Suv, what'd you think of the video, man? Uh, it's the... Um, I've seen it before, so I didn't watch it. It's the... Ah, yeah. um, it's the... Here are the introduction to the the PvE factions you'll be fighting against, isn't it? Well, yeah, and this one specifically was for the Corrupted. This one just came out uh, within the last, like, a week ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, so oh, I, yeah got I've seen one, that one already. They've got one for the Lost, the Corrupted, the Angry Earth, and the Ancients now. So they have all four. It's good. It's cool. It's, um, I was a little bit, uh, I was I was underwhelmed by the setting and lore of New World um, for most of its development. I, I was playing it because it's... I, this is going to sound weird to people who don't who haven't been following it, but um, uh, I think that uh, the I think New World is is the is the spiritual su successor to Skyrim in a way that um, the Elder Scrolls Online just isn't. Like, there's so many systems that New World has that remind me of playing Skyrim more than mm. any other game since, basically, hmm. and. Um, uh, and mechanically, I love it. But I've always, since the since I started playing, I was I was always a bit like, um, oh well, you know, the setting and the lore are a bit shit. But never mind, everything else about it is really good. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, with the corrupted, I just thought, oh god, how boring. You know, uh, the big bad is just this thing called the corruption. How incredibly boring. Um, but uh, but I, and I didn't really realize that the lost were different to the corrupted, that were different to angry earth and yada yada. But now they're now they're elaborating a bit more on it, and the fact that these are, these are actually distinct factions, I think it's actually much much more interesting. Like the fact that there are different factions with different goals that that um, and then they're not just all under the big banner of the baddies makes it way more interesting. And uh, all the supernatural stuff, I feel like I was probably a little bit ungenerous to New World Story because I didn't because they were holding quite a lot of it back. Um, and I think I'll probably be pleasantly surprised when it launches at the end of the month. Right on. <clears throat> so I gotta ask you. Um, it's hard to ask now because I was gonna say the beta weekend is awesome and the rebalances. What do you think? But you haven't experienced any of them, so you're not sure. Obviously, um, do you have any thoughts in general on what I've told you at least so far about rebalances and whatnot? Or uh, I I I didn't feel that they were necessary. Like I I don't I I never I generally don't play. Uh, I haven't played seriously enough to be able to give a proper opinion on balance. Like for me, all the weapons felt great. I didn't, I didn't feel that, I didn't feel that balance was an issue. But that doesn't mean that it wasn't an issue. And I'm sure it probably was to some people. And people who are smarter than me and, and care more about it than me, I'm sure they had good points. But I, I wasn't going to lend. I wasn't going to. Uh, I wasn't going to criticize stuff that I couldn't really find fault with. As someone who's been playing the betas and the alphas and all the stuff going back for some time. What most excites you about New World? What uh, as a project? Uh, I, I've always liked the idea of okay. So basically, it it 
I've always liked the idea of playing a fantasy MMO with friends, but I just wasn't interested in traditional MMOs. I I booted up World of Warcraft years ago and discovered it was tab targeting, and I was like, "Fuck, this is crap," um, and logged out. And I looked into things like Black Desert Online and discovered that it was just this miserable grind fest. Um, and I booted up a, uh, Elder Scrolls Online because some friends were playing it and discovered that your weapons have infinite ammo. Uh, your bow and arrow has infinite ammo. And I was like, oh, God, this is crap. Um, and so basically, I'm just incredibly picky. Uh, and I looked into New World um, when it first released uh, because I, you know, big new MMO title who wouldn't look into it. And everything I read just seemed like it was the decisions that I would have made if I was designing an MMO. Um, so, for example, the way that PvP, the way that you flag yourself for PvP in a settlement, and you can only flag yourself for PvP in a settlement, and once you leave, you can't unflag until you die or get back to a settlement. Brilliant. Exactly the way it should be. Exactly the way it should be. Suddenly, there is no such thing as griefing anymore. There's no, there's no such thing as PKing without consent. Like, done. Problem solved. Game over. Um, things like... I've, I've always hated the class system in, um, uh, in MMOs. Like, why the fuck am I... What the hell is a paladin? Like, what, what, why am I... What's this choose your class thing? Why do I... Ha- if, if I'm a ranger, does that, does that mean I can't use a sword? Like, what the hell? It's always seemed so artificial and limiting and boring. Like, what happens if I find a bow and want to, and want to use it? Oh, no, you can't because you're a cleric or some shit. Um, and New World scraps that. You, anything you get, you can use. Uh, like the leveling as well. I've always disliked the way that XP gets you random levels that make you better at everything. Um, and I've always loved the Elder Scrolls thing of the more you use something, the better you get at it. Like, what? How simple and elegant? Like, what a simple, elegant solution to the problem of le- leveling and, and like increasing challenge and proficiency in in games. Like, done. Like, what? Why? Why? Why iterate on that? It's brilliant. The more you use something, the better you get at it, and you unlock. Active and passive perks. Boom. Brilliant. Um, and I just feel like that. I, I feel like every, nearly everything I've read about New World, I just think, yeah, that's the way, that's the way that games should do it. That, that's absolutely it. Um, you know, I, I love the idea of going out to, to hunt turkeys so I can use their feathers to make, um, to make arrows and all that sort of thing. Like, it's, it's all, the, all the loops, I just think, are, are, are really good. Basically, so, so to answer your question, the, the reason I'm excited about it is because it is the first fantasy mmo that i actually want to play um and i think that it will do i think that it will uh it it will basically be um it will be the first like genuinely next gen mmo in a way that nothing else has managed so i know that on the train you listened to last week's episode so because you weren't able to join because you were away on a family trip you got to hear my little sales pitch to ben about new world and i will say this Ben, to his credit, joined in on the uh, beta, and he said up front in the show last week, I'm probably not going to have time to play this game. It looks cool, but eh, it's just not that exciting. Uh, And I was like, well, just play the beta. It's free. It costs you zero dollars. He played the beta, and he messaged me uh, already with, you know, you asshole. Yeah. And a picture of him purchasing new he, he purchased it, so he's got it in his uh in his library now. Um <clears throat> what did you think of my pitch to Ben? Was there anything in there that I covered that was a surprise to you as somebody who's been 
sort of involved with the project for quite some time and 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 you know just your thoughts oh tons like i thought loads of it was was a surprise i i thought i was pretty well clued up on new world i read all the dev blogs um basically i started following it after they after they changed the focus to um from being a full loop pvp game um and i so since then i read all the dev blogs and um read all the articles on it and all that sort of thing and i've always felt like i knew what 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 the game was what the game was all about um and um but especially things like things like the lore and the setting you have read up on way more than me and i found all that stuff really interesting um and um and also things about like uh some of the uh some of the the minutiae of um how raids work and all that stuff uh you were a bit more up on than me and it, it made me really excited for um so my experience with New World so far has been when when I've logged into the alphas and betas and played, I've just loved it. I've loved, I've loved the 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 way combat feels, and I've mm. really enjoyed just roving around the world and crafting stuff and gathering. It's like it's just a lovely place to be. Um, and I've always felt a little bit like that that was enough, that was enough for it to be an enjoyable place to spend time. And mm -hmm. the territory control stuff was enough for um for the game to have like longevity and for me to want to play it with friends but all the all the story stuff and all the late game raid stuff is um uh is, is actually a bonus like i wasn't expecting i i didn't know that it would have um i didn't know that there'd be that much to do just in the pve sense and it made me really excited to try more of the game that i'd really thought about and and what did you think of my crazy tinfoil hat section where we talked about templar stuff and the 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 wallpaper uh for the game where it has the bible verses etched into the cheek where it's real faint and it's in latin so you have to translate it and whatever uh i, I i'm i'm pretty used to having known you a couple of years i'm pretty used to your uh your um your theories on uh, devs leaving leaving clues for things and the way that narrative might play out, and I wouldn't want to call it either way. I am <laughs> probably a bit more circumspect than you, but I've <clears throat> known you to be right before, so I wouldn't want to call it. I mean, you can you can zoom in on the image and 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 make out the letters, which you can then put into Google Translate. I, I mean, you can. It's a process, but you can do it. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, that's yeah, that's like, irrefutable. I, I, I guess it, I guess it's the meaning of that and the relevance of that that you're reading, you're reading well, a bit into that I, just, that I, it's, it's potentially a leap. Well, just the fact that they scratched Bible verses from Revelations into the cheek of a piece of armor on a wallpaper is crazy, stupid, deep. In Latin, is crazy, yeah. stupid, deep. And the fact that those Bible verses just happen to deal with the tree of life, which is you know this tree which comes for, through the river of life and it gives you fruit that makes you live eternally and the whole point of eternum which means eternal in latin is like we happen to be on this island where nothing seems to die it comes back even though sometimes it comes back warped and fucked up like it seems to me like i'm yeah no you you're right i i agree i i think what i think what they've done is they've just plucked a a verse from script from some scripture okay. that has that has something to do with eternal life. 
mm-hmm. because the, because the setting of the game they've made involves eternal life as a as a as a like a mechanic as a as a kind of plot device, mm. um, and uh, and they've stuck it on so that it because it looks profound to have a biblical reference that that talks about something in your game. I I, I wouldn't read more into it than that, really. Okay, I mean, I will point out. You know, some of the names of even the locations in the game, Eden Grove, and what it's like, it's very, I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying this is a master whatever, but it seems to be like the story, and and we only have pieces of it, so I don't claim to know how it's going to go, but it seems to be like if you were to smush Atlantis with some kind of ancient civilization, whatever, with the ancients, that whole storyline, and lost with, like, a magical island that is timey-wimey and moves shit around where a 16th century Spanish chick named Isabella somehow brings a 13th century Chinese princess to the island. I don't know how the hell that works. Uh, hmm. and, and, and then the Bible stuff, the Garden of Eden, the, a place where, you know, nothing dies... Like yep. it's smooshing these three things together with something that I th- I think was at least given a couple of good passes by decent writers. Like it can, you can make a cool story from that, you know? Yeah, yeah, completely. I agree. I I really look forward to seeing what what is done with it. Absolutely. So, um, no. I, I I I don't I don't think you're wrong. I just think I have less imagination than you do. All right. I mean, there, I could very well be wrong, but again, I'm not. I'm not saying I know what it is. So actually, I can't be wrong because I'm telling you up front I don't know, which I'm <laughs> sure that that's right. But I got theories, I got hints, I got possibilities, and even if three out of five of them play out, that could be some cool stories. Who knows? Yeah, it could. All right. All right. Could so. <clears throat> Uh, I think we've covered everything that was on the agenda list. Do you have anything you want to talk about from the week or just shoot the shit off the dome or what? Uh, I don't, I think that's about it. I, um, my, my week in games I've, I've talked about a bit. I would love for you guys to, uh, to try, uh, one of these city builders and tell me if you like it or not. I'm wondering if I'm, um, it's I, t- I tend to go through phases with games where I'll be like, oh, I really, I really enjoy, I'm really loving Space Sims at the moment, and and then wanting something completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm really, I think while I've been playing other things, quite a lot of exciting stuff has happened with a lot of the other games I play, like um, uh, like for example, uh, No Man's Sky and, Sp- and Star Citizen and stuff. So um, the benefit of playing the way I do is that when you take a break and then come back after a couple of weeks, lots of stuff's fresh and new and exciting to try. Absolutely. Well, so. you have you have six weeks to try the expedition in Nomansky if that's something that you want to do. It might not be based on what, you know, your 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 feelings on it earlier, or it might, who knows? I think it's... I, w- I, would, like, I would like to do it. My, the, I, I've never done one of the expeditions. One of my best mates loves No Man's Sky. It's his absolute favorite game, and mm-hmm. he's got thousands of hours in it. Are we talking about Dr. And, Kai? Yeah, and he's yeah. always bugging me to, he's always bugging me to play it with him, and... Um, uh, and I imagine that I'll play it with him in the next couple of weeks. Um, and uh, and and to be clear, I don't I don't hate it at all. I no. I, I like the game. Um, I really like it. It's it, I'll, I probably won't ever uninstall it. Um, it's just not. It's just never going to be one of my favorites. 
and the reason it's annoying, and, and, and there are loads of games on my library that are never going to be one of my favourites, and that's fine. But the reason it's annoying with No Man's Sky is because it so easily could be. It's so, so close to being one of my favourites. It's only held back by a couple of little things, if that makes sense. Mm. So I will try. I'm not sure if I'll do the full expedition, but I'll um, I'll definitely jump into Frontiers and, and um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take ownership of a little town and all that kind of thing. So I'll have more to talk about with that. Uh, next show probably i mean i feel like the way you're describing that in and in to a good extent is the way i feel about elite dangerous like there's so much awesome stuff it could be good if they were to just nuke the shit out of the grind remove 90 percent of the grind and then use their vaunted uh uh gen you know procedural generation expertise to actually yeah. just go in there and throw procedurally generated random shit in the galaxy, in the in the in the Stellar Forge, in the whatever, so that random shit popped up places. I think it could literally be the greatest exploration in the history of humanity. Full stop. It's so close yeah, to uh, there. It's so yeah, close. I know, I know what you mean. I, I don't. I don't feel like that about Elite Dangerous anymore. I used to. Um, okay. I it the the problem with Elite is that Frontier themselves think that the end uh, that Frontier have lost confidence to do what they originally promised. Um they the way they talk about the game is that I think they feel like the Cobra engine is now full of razor blades. The um the 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 code is all messed up. I don't I don't I think that they're I think any update they they give uh there's a problem. There's there's a disconnect with, between what they feel they can deliver and what veteran players like me, who joined for the the big vision, feel that they should be aiming for. Um, and um, you know, so when so when they say like, oh, you know, you can do conflict zones, you can you can uh, you can do twelve aside conflict zones. Players like me are like, well, that's so tiny compared to all the stuff you promised in twenty. 2014 like where's all this throwing away on each other's ships and chasing dino dinosaurs around forested worlds and all this sort of thing um and um i just i just feel like frontier's attitude i think is that they've got this creaking 24 2014 game that's been bolted onto loads and the and that puts a real lid on what they can do ambition wise and i, I just don't feel that um i feel like what we've got is Anything we get above what we've got is is a bonus, and really the best things about Elite are the flight model and the and the Stellar Forge. Everything else is either half baked or has been done better elsewhere. But those two things, the flight model and the flight model and the Stellar Forge, are industry leading. They're absolutely brilliant, and you can't get stuff that's as good as those elsewhere. Um, and that and you just you've got to take Elite for that. You've you've got to play it for that. And when you get bored of those two things, go and play something else. And then when you feel you want to have that itch scratched again and come back to Elite and just enjoy it for those two things, the Stellar Forge and the Flight Model. Because, you know, nobody plays it for power play. Nobody plays it for engineering. None of those systems are industry-leading. They're all just slightly shit in um, imitations of stuff that other games have done. Um, I, I just feel very much with Elite that the way to view it is as a good 2014 game that we've all loved and played a lot and is brilliant for those two features. But for everything else... It, it's been superseded by other games, basically. You there? Yes, yes. And 
We're going to move it right along. We're not even going to get into Odyssey because I know you will just gush for hours about all of the fun you have had with Odyssey. <laughs> so we'll we'll just move it right along. Um, I think we covered uh, the vast majority of New World pretty well there. Uh, and, and obviously Nomansky. I will say with regard to the beta that I've done this week, I have had so much fun. I was up playing till 3 a.m. this morning and then i was like fuck i gotta go to bed like it's one of those it has that same quality for me that nomansky does where it's nyquil in digital form you just lose hours you literally look at your watch and then you're like that can't be right it says it's 10 it's got to be way after 10 o'clock in the morning like i should be getting lunch soon and then you realize it's 10 p.m and hmm. you've gone past lunch Plus, you know, nine hours of, yeah, no, just you kept going. Um, I am, I am absolutely in love with that game. The launch is on September 28th. On September 24th, we're getting the first three episodes of Foundation on Apple TV. Go and buy it. It's cheap. It's like five bucks a month. And if you just hate apple and don't want to support them in any way then steal it i'm not your dad what the fuck do i care uh october 9th so uh, september 24th is you know foundations uh the first three episodes out of 10 uh september 28th new world drops um october 9th is sitcom october 10th is dune fucking if it keeps going as it's sort of been going who knows because rona be rona but like the last three years whatever uh, amazon has dropped uh on on like december the week of december 15th ish 12th i think 12th and 15th were the last two like they've dropped the the season of the expansion if if we get a december 12th 15th whatever expansion like just my my nerd boner is just is is going it's 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 crazy it's about to impregnate my desk as we speak like <laughs> shit is I'm just so too excited good. for june so excited for june so good so we got good times ahead of us we got lots to look forward to <clears throat> i don't know about y'all but i'm pretty damn happy and yep. uh yeah so do you have anything else you want to say before we wrap shit up? I just wanted to make nope, this very open. That's so. everything from me. I'm, uh, I've, I'm all chatted out, I reckon. On behalf of the crew, on behalf of myself, on behalf of Sue, on behalf of Wolf, and Ben, who's too sick to come on, but he came on, but he can't come on. We love you. Have a great time. And uh, here's a little something to play you out. Weightlessness, no gravity 
somewhere in between. I'm a ghost to you, you're a ghost to me. Birds have you, sand Ghost to you, you're a ghost to me. A bird's eye view, a sound. 